Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. seeking to be 
understand because they are still seeking a wisdom apart from the wisdom that Jesus has been teaching. Twice now, Jesus has told them that his mission is to die on a cross for the sins of the world. And their response? To argue over which one of them is the greatest. This reminds me of something Muhammad Ali once said. I am not the greatest, he said. I'm the double greatest. <laughs> but this really seems to be how the disciples understand faith. It's almost a game. And they're trying to win. And they're trying to avoid the cross and to avoid all this negative talk about becoming a serpent. In other words, they're trying to use Jesus, to use him to become strong and great and important apart from a posture of reliance on God. And today, all Jesus does is ask them to pause the game and to see what reality looks like from God's side when viewed through the lens of a Messiah who will willingly lay down his life the world. And so with all that said, here's what I want us to see. Jesus is not rebuking his disciples for aspiring to be great. No, all Jesus does is ask them to reconsider what true greatness is. And then Jesus tells them it's about becoming a servant. It's about taking up our cross. It's about learning to rely on God and to do that even when it's not easy or convenient, or perhaps especially when it's not convenient. Now, I do want to name that this is easier said than done. It's pretty easy to write a sermon on trust. It's easy to talk about trust, to say we need to trust more deeply, but trust itself, or a life of ever-increasing reliance on God, please understand, we're talking about a process, we're talking about a journey, and not a one-time choice. Because the truth is, I don't need to urge my own heart to be great, or to be wise or to be important in a way that bypasses the cross. I don't need urge to numb the pain of life with more stuff and more achievements and more money and more distractions. I don't need urge to be angry and disappointed and to cast blame at people I assume are most responsible for the world's injustice. I don't need urge to just check out and to live in my imagination and hide behind the truth and avoid the real world and real relationships with their real problems and real complexities. In other words, I get why Adam and Eve grabbed that piece of fruit and took a bite, even though God told them not to. And there is not a day in my life when I'm not tempted to do the same. But I also believe and I'd actually say, I've actually experienced and know that Jesus was right. With all of my heart, I believe he was right 
and that true greatness and true wisdom and true intelligence and above all the real world, I believe they're found only in proportion to how deeply we learn to rely on God in the details of our day-to-day life. And so today, we recommit to the journey of moving in that direction together. And look, if we don't know where to start, today's gospel gives us the perfect image. We let Jesus take us into his arms, just like we did that little child. We run with all our might, and we take a flying leap into the arms of God with all of our wounds and all of our warts and all of our pain and all of our grandiose aspirations to be great. And we start by trusting God in the most fundamental and basic of all places, which is in God's declaration that we have been saved by His grace and that we are loved as we are. And so that's where we have to start. We don't start by trying to save the world. We start by trusting that we have been saved by God. Because, friends, here's the thing. That is an act of obedience. To rest in God's arms. To accept God's grace. And to stop trying to prove ourselves or defend ourselves or maybe even improve ourselves. That is an act of trust. It's a way of being a doer of the word and not just a hearer. And the reason we can do this with confidence is because we know that God has made a covenant with us, not a contract, right? In our society, we love to make contracts. Two equal parties will spell out an agreement, and if either party breaks that agreement, there is a consequence. I'll fulfill my end of the bargain as long as you fulfill yours, but if you don't live up to your promise, I don't have to live up to mine. That's what a contract is. But a covenant is much different. A covenant says, I'm going to love you with an everlasting love, and I will be faithful to you even when you are not faithful to me. And in today's gospel, when Jesus takes that little child into his arms, what Jesus demonstrates to his disciples is that God is not a God of contracts, but a God of covenants. And that wisdom and greatness and intelligence are to be experienced only as we learn to relate to God in and through that covenant as God's covenant. And so to go back to James's question, who is the wise and understanding among you? I think the answer is pretty simple. I think the wise and understanding among us are people like you, people like me, people who are committed to knowing their patterns and their traps and their personal pitfalls, but who nonetheless are in the daily habit of pausing the game. And from that place of presence and awareness, climbing into Jesus' arms as a child,
Senate poll 